Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What's going on, everybody? How Let's do go. Internet. Welcome uh, back to the Dark Windows podcast. I snuck it in right there. Welcome, welcome back so, to the podcast, the podcast. So we, before we dive into another mystery badass that I'm covering, because we're recording the day before my birthday, and I wanted to give myself a birthday present. Yeah. So I did some research on a bad motherfucker. <laughs> so before we get started on this week's episode, let's talk about studio headphones. Yes. Studio headphones, great ass headphones that we actually use every single podcast. We use the Regents, the first version. Yep. They now have the Regent Twos, which are essentially the same design, yeah. just design, just better uh, internal workings. Yep. And they also have um, for a limited time only uh, the Klar left. Yep. And they also have in the ear. Buds that if you want them, um, you can get totally wireless, or you can get ones that do have a wire that just connect from each side, but still are wireless. Yep. And find out what you want, put them in your basket, go to checkout, and that checkout put the discount code of Dark Windows fifteen to get fifteen percent off. And Seth, you got some badass stuff to talk about. Yeah, because you know if you know anyone that likes to paint miniatures or yourself that likes to paint miniatures of your sweet badass. Badass related, badassery, badass miniatures. That's a lot of badass. Yeah, dude. I wanted to well, make. We're gonna get into some badass too. That's the. That's all I was oh. asking every time. I was like, "What are we covering? No, nah, just a badass." Well, what's this week? Just a badass. This week's episode is brought to you by the letter badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, what's well, the number? Badass? No, 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 no numbers. Well, it has a, to be a letter and a number. No, this ain't Sesame Street, bitch. Oh. Just a number. Okay, just fine. a letter. I do know a number that is pretty awesome. What's what that? is that? That number is ten percent. Yeah. That means if you go to GameEnvy.net, home of the Hobby Holder and all these other great hobby-related tools, you can find all of them, and you put them in your checkout cart, and you put in the promo code BROADSTONE at checkout, and you will save yourself 10% off your entire order. That means the Hobby Holder. That means the Paint Puck. That means the Brush Beam, the Brush Bastion, and also his brand new brushes, his paint palette, his water well, all that delicious stuff will be 10% off as long as you put it in your checkout cart and use the promo code BROADSTONE. All right. Now let's find out what mystery badass we're talking about. So this week, we are going to talk about a guy that I'm sure people will know the name, but they won't know it from history itself. They'll know it from a movie. This week, we are going to talk about a man named Hugh Glass. Mm. I know the comedian Todd Glass. 
<sighs> more badass. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of Hugh Glass. There's a movie that came out recently that is very, very loosely based on him. Hmm. Called okay. The Revenant. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I remember when uh, that came out. Everyone's like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio better win an Oscar. And they gave it to the bear. Bad oh. actor, dude. Yeah. Oh, I, and I, I haven't actually seen this. I haven't seen it either, but I've heard good things. Huh. And then everyone's like, this isn't real, but this is real, but this isn't real. Well, yeah. what's learn about the real man? So Hugh Glass was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania to Scotch-Irish parents in 1783. Couldn't find an exact date because, again... Record-keeping in the 1700s, not great. Well, it's all by word of mouth, pretty well, much. Plus, if, if he was outside of Scranton, technically, yeah, they he could have been born in the wintertime and just wasn't reported until springtime. Yeah, but they also whatever. didn't necessarily report births or deaths back then, either. Because you know. <laughs> yeah, someone disappeared, like, ah, he just went out west. So most of his early life is pretty hard to pin down because, you know, it's, again, it's it's very difficult to pinpoint anything that far back in history when there's no records to keep track of it yeah and like we found out with anything earlier and even some of the stuff later on it's all by word of mouth and yeah. it's hearsay and stories and all that fun stuff so the best known event in this guy's life which we're going to get into a little bit later in the show uh was again we'll talk about that later sorry but uh from what i found like the stories about this guy that were passed on he had a crazy fucking time here when he was on earth he he was, a, he was a, a weird dude. So according to him, he was captured by pirates off the coast of Texas in the Gulf of Mexico in, eight, in 1816 when he was 33 years old. Oh, no way. <laughs> the, the pirate captain running the show was a badass in his own right, Frenchman Jean Lafitte. Hmm. After a couple years of privateering, Glass got bored, dove overboard, and swam to what is now Galveston, Texas. <laughs> What? Yeah. Dude, this is awesome. I like this. Next day, you got to swab the poop deck. Again? I'm done mopping. Whoop. Screw this. I'm done with this. I'm going back home. Right this in. is fucking boring. I'm out of here. <laughs> so he didn't spend a lot of time free because as he's wandering through what, what's now Oklahoma, he's captured by the Pawnee Indians. Wait, no, hold on. If he wasn't... No. See, that's, that doesn't make any sense because... He got captured, but then he was like, ah, I'm done with this, and just jumped overboard. Yeah. He could have jumped overboard any other time, but yeah. was like, eh, fuck it. You gotta, I, I'm done with this stuff. Just like anything, you gotta give it a chance, man. You gotta take a shot at it. You gotta, you uh, know. Try it once, not again. It's like, uh -huh. a, it's like a job. If you work, if you don't work there for at least a year, you don't really understand how everything works, and then you can go, okay, well, fuck it, I want to try something different. A couple years of being a pirate, you know? Eh. Okay, so now he's going to become a Native American. He's going to become an Indian, yeah. <laughs> Uh -huh. I would not be a good pirate. So he seemed to fit in pretty well with the tribe. He actually lived with them for quite a few years and was accepted into the tribe to the point that he accompanied a group of them to uh, to St. Louis, Missouri in 1821 to meet a delegation from the United States government. Probably to be able to speak for them. I would imagine, yeah. So let's jump to 1822, 1823, somewhere in, in that time frame. He joined an expedition headed up by General William Henry Ashley to the northern Missouri River area. So this is still at a point in time where not everything has been mapped out to its fullest, so it's still territories. It is. Ter yeah, it'll be territories for another... Uh, 40 see, some odd years? More than that. Yeah, actually, so it's actually passed well past uh, Revolution Civil War, so it's going to be for another 60 years yeah. at least. Before so, before things actually become you know not yeah before they have states and stuff yeah the group consisted of about a hundred men 
and it was mostly fur traders and trappers. Makes so, sense. Some of the other dudes in this group were also badass, including James Beckworth, a half-black frontiersman who became known as the Bloody Arm for his skills as a knife fighter. <laughs> and yes. If, if you look this dude up, he looks like Snoop Dogg. If you gave him, if you put like forty more pounds on him and like a uh, like an eighteen forties wig, his facial features he looks very very similar to him. <laughs> but the huh? Okay. Uh, William Sublet who went on to be one of the co-owners of the Rocky Mountain Fur Company, and Jim Bridger. So if there was actually a Mount Rushmore, if there was a Mount Rushmore for American frontiersmen, Bridger would definitely be up there on it with people like David Crockett, Jim Bowie, you mm-hmm. know, the like. But Jim Bridger was huge for, yeah. like, frontiersmen stuff. As the expedition made its way through the uncharted wilds, uh, they were attacked by... Arakari Indians who killed 15 men in the expedition in a skirmish. In the same skirmish, Glass was actually shot in the leg. And uh, afterwards, he would actually write a letter home to the parents of one of the men killed uh, on June 2nd, 1823. And the letter goes, Dear Sir, my painful duty it is to tell you of, of the death of your son who befell at the hands of the Indians 2nd June on, in the early morning. He died a little while after he was shot and asked me to inform you of his sad fate. We brought him to the ship when he died. Mr. Smith, a young man of our company, made a powerful prayer who moved us all greatly, and I'm persuaded John died in peace. His body was buried with others near the camp and uh, and marked the grave with a log. His things will be sent to you. (laughs) And again, this is all a quote. The savages are greatly treacherous. We traded with them as friends, but after a great storm of rain and thunder, they came at us before light, and many were hurt. I myself was shot in the leg. Master Ashley is bound to stay in these parts till the traitors are rightly punished. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, at least he wrote a letter. You know, he manned up and was like, you know, I got to write something. Yeah, I got to at least tell these folks about, you know about their son being killed that's just it's the right thing to do yeah you know? yeah it was just an interesting way of putting it but then again that's of the time it, it, that's how it was back then and you i'm know? like dear sir or madam a sad current events happened there was a death sadly it was your son <laughs> he died nobly but after uh, he was shot and pissed the, on <laughs> the the native peoples we cannot use the name because you know current time and structure you know things happen anywho it sucked have a good day <laughs> But I mean, back then, calling them savages was nothing. They're just like, no. He was in a Joe Rogan. He calls everybody a savage. Yeah, that's true. Now, here's where shit gets to a liver-eating Johnson level of crazy. (laughs) The party regrouped at Fort Kiowa before moving toward the Yellowstone River in South Dakota. While out scouting and looking for game animals for dinner, Hugh stumbled across a mother grizzly bear and her cubs. Aww. Mama Bear charged and swatted the rifle out of his hands and in the process knocked him to the ground. The bear clawed and chewed at him, but this just pissed him off. (laughs) Rightfully so. You know, you don't want a bear just coming nibbling on you and not, like, taking you on a date first. Yeah. So he's that bear. He starts punching the bear in the ribs, the neck, the face. He gets a couple shots in the nose. Didn't like the effect or lack thereof, so he pulls out his knife and just starts fucking stabbing and hacking and hacking and stabbing. And he ends up killing the bear. But in the process, he was mauled pretty fucking badly. Uh, The party carried him out on a makeshift stretcher, and they carried him for about two days. But 
carrying balls that big must have made him a little tired. So they decided <laughs> we need two volunteers to stay back, keep an eye on him until he dies, bury him, meet up with the party. It's the only rightful thing to do. <laughs> I mean, you know. Andrew Henry, the second in command, again, like we said, like I just said, uh, asked for two volunteers and uh, a man named John Fitzgerald and a man known only as Bridges stepped forward and said that we'll, we'll stay here with him until he dies. We'll take care of him. Mm. A few days later, the pair catches up with the rest of, rest of the party. They had all of their gear and equipment and extra stuff because they brought his stuff with them as well. Yeah. Uh, they claimed that, you know, we had to, we, we didn't get a chance to actually bury him because we got attacked by these Indians again. <laughs> so we had to leave him. Uh-huh. So in other words, no, they did not wait for him no. to die. So since this is actually going to be a fairly quick episode... So we're going to take a quick break since this is just about our midpoint in the story, and we'll be right back. The Dark Windows Podcast is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. The Great Courses Plus is a subscription video on-demand service with thousands of in-depth videos taught by the world's greatest professors. You'll always have something fascinating to learn about. With categories ranging from history to travel, there's something for everyone. The courses I'm personally looking forward to checking out are the 36-part series on the Vikings and the 24-part series The Agency, A History of the CIA. If you go to ageofradio.org forward slash darkwindows, there's an offer to get The Great Courses Plus for 14 days free. Stay ahead in life. Start your access today with 11,000 plus video and audio lectures on a range of topics. Now, let's get back to the show. So we are back, and we're actually in the middle of a pretty decent thunderstorm at the studio so hopefully it doesn't affect anything if it does it just adds to the ambiance of what we're talking about that's perfect dun, dun, dun. Damn so we're gonna slow pan back in Ooh. on the corpse of hugh glass he's not dead yet he's absolutely fucking destroyed they left him on the ground on the ground they buried they dug like maybe a, a 12 inch deep trench to put him in Hugh, when you die dig the hole the rest of the way bro okay love you bye all of a sudden you hear Bring out your dead. I'm not quite dead yet. Well, it's even crazier than that because he's in this tiny little little hole, and they throw a bear pelt over him. Aha! Uh-huh. I think it's the bear pelt, the one that he earned. You know? Well, yeah, they well, didn't want him to get, catch a cold or a sniffle. Exactly. So as the camera pans in <clears throat> for a close up on his face, his eyes snap open and he sits up. He Surprise, a- motherfuckers! No, no. He no, had a badly broken and dislocated leg festering wounds from the bear claws in wounds on his back that were so deep that his ribs were visible. Sepsis? Gonna set in? Not quite. Is uh, gangrene. Mm. But Hugh sat up and thought to himself, Self, it's time to quit sitting here being lazy. There's vengeance to be had. <laughs> he reset his leg wound, his broken leg, reset it himself, wrapped himself in the bear pelt, and starts walking out. Oh, I almost forgot. Okay. He, uh, he left the maggots that had been eating his festering wounds alone Makes so sense. that they would clean it up. Makes that's, sense. That's an old world trick. Yeah. Like, there's other countries that still do that kind of a thing. They put them in there, and as long as you leave them in there just before they gestate to become full flies, you're fine. Some They do that here or some places, some um, hospitals, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, I think. it's fucking crazy, though. But, well, I mean, most of those that they use are uh, 
they're sterilized. Sterilized. But well, those are sterilized too. Those are his flies. <laughs> well, uh, yes, you're you're right. nobody else's flies. You're not right. like when they did with leeches. But just imagine trying to walk around, and you could feel shit crawling in a hole in your leg. Don't fall out, Junior. Stay up there. Just fucking patch him in. So as they're at this all-you-can-eat buffet of his wounds, he takes off walking. This wasn't like a, a quick little walk, like down to the store, or just trying to get some air, enjoying the sun, walking the dog. Mm. The nearest American settlement was Fort Kiowa, 200-plus miles away from where he was. A steady little jaunt. Yeah. yeah. So between Hugh and the fort was rough terrain, unforgiving weather, violent and unfriendly Indians, and all manner of wild animals. Pesky wabbits. He walked, limped, and crawled until he made it to the Cheyenne River, where I don't know what the hell he used. They didn't get into it. MacGyvered himself a fucking raft. Probably some driftwood, some other like random maybe, shit. Some maybe twine. even the bear skin, the bear pelt. Probably, dude. So as he's floating down the river towards Fort Kiowa, he's surviving on berries, roots, and small critters that he can catch. Okay, Les Schroeder, the survivor man, does that kind of <laughs> shit all the time. Yeah, but not all fucked up. <laughs> Point proven. So from the time he sat up Undertaker style from his own grave <laughs> to the time he made it to Fort Kiowa was a grueling six weeks and almost 300 miles. Wow. <laughs> Rise from your grave. What? Shit. No, dude. Somebody hit him with a fucking finisher and he's like, nah, bitch. Just sits back now, up. Raise your hand if you're a pussy when you go down due to a small paper cut. Depends on where it is. You get you catch one in that web between your thumb and forefinger. Yeah. Oh, I'll cry like a bitch for days because <laughs> yeah. every time you move, it rips. That just uh, aggravates the hell out of me. It hurts, dude. Between your toes is another mm. spot. That's don't don't wa- don't watch any Jimmy Havoc matches. Then how do you get? No, I'm not even. Asking well, that no, question. not uh, not even like paper cuts. Like if it's uh, I don't know, like your between your toes splits because of dry skin, dry skin or whatever. No, yeah, do, do yourself a, a favor. Don't yeah, watch, don't watch yeah, Jimmy Havoc. Paper cuts on the tongue, under the tongue, in between the toes and the fingers. Not a nice man. Um, Let's get to this vengeance. I want to hear about if you eat some livers or not. So after taking uh, taking some time to heal after he gets back to Fort Kiowa, I'm guessing he was there for a couple hours, and he hit the road with one thing on his mind. Revenge! I wrote, I wrote it real big. I wait, had to wait. yell it. What what time of the year was this? Uh, early spring in South Dakota. So, so it was cold as fuck. Revenge is best served cold? This would be frozen revenge, I think. Like, you could beat it's, somebody to death with it. It's still cold. Very cold, yes. Yeah, see? Take that, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's how you land a joke. So he tracked bridges mm. down to Fort Henry and found it abandoned except for a note. Uh. <laughs> that was a good note. <laughs> the, the note stated that. It was great. <laughs> the note. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know exactly how to interpret this. Oh, he sucks a lot of D. <laughs> he what? So they they find that he finds the fort abandoned, except for a note saying that Andrew Henry had taken his crew a new camp at the mouth of the Bighorn River. I finally made it. I'm gonna kill me some bitches. I finally made it. Bitch, we go eat a dick. Loser. <laughs> he seemed just walk through the front door of the gate. Oh, shit. How am I going to get my revenge when there's no one here to get revenge on? Oh, oh wait. Oh, they left a note. What's the note say? Oh. oh uh, I told right. you right where they are. <laughs> Dumb fucks. Here I come, bastards. So when Hugh Glass showed up at the camp, he rode in on a giant horse. There's a thunderstorm raging behind him. 
He climbs off his horse, walks up to Bridges, and forces his own head up his ass. I really wish it was a moose. Like, somehow no. he got a hold of a moose, and that's what he rode in on. I'm like, that <laughs> motherfucker got a moose. I made that part up. Uh, oh. So, basically, he walked up to the younger man, and uh, after hearing his side of the story, Glass forgave him, saying, you know, I don't blame you. You're a young dude. You don't want to die out here. I would have done the same thing if, uh-huh. if I was, you know, opposite situation. Don't believe that shit. The two shook hands and glass left. Shook hands? Stuck. Yes. They shook hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they so shook them. So Hugh Glass gets back on the trail and got word of where he could find uh, Mr. Fitzgerald. Uh-oh. Glass rides to Fort, uh, Fort Atkinson in what is present-day Nebraska, where he found that Fitzgerald had joined the army. He saw Fitzgerald in the fort and approached him. Fitzgerald went white as a sheet and said, I thought you were dead. Glass spit on the ground between the two of them and said, I thought you were alive. And he stabbed him somewhere around 100 times. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. ouch. Except that's not how it actually went. Fuck. He did consider killing him. Wait, was this because this was based off of what the movie did? No, I'm just making this shit off, off my head. <laughs> oh, you dirty little bitch. So he actually did consider killing him, but figured killing a soldier in a military fort, probably not a great idea. Yeah, because he's already cheated death, what, five times now? Something like that. So the commander of the fort ordered Fitzgerald to return all of all of Glass's effects to him that had been stolen, <laughs> and he gave him a three hundred dollar compensation for his trouble. Give him back all of his stuff. All right. Here's a knife. Here's a gun that's rusted. Here's a empty bottle of booze. Here's a issue of Playgirl. Have fun. That was not mine. He yeah, just okay. takes it and folds yeah. it up real small uh-huh. and sticks in his back pocket. I'll keep it just in case. Austin <laughs> <laughs> Danger Powers. There's a reference. So after all of that, Hugh Glass returns to the woods and starts working as a trapper and a woodsman again. He assembled a crew, and they sailed down the rivers and trapped, and they were happy for the most part. Until one night, they run into the, uh, the Arakara Indians again. Glass knew the chief, and the chief said, We're cool. Come on up. Just stay here for the night. No big deal. Uh-huh. God, I was hoping it was the baby bears coming back to get revenge for them. <laughs> Killed their mom like in Jaws 2 and no, 3. They're still training in a cave somewhere. Like in Jaws. Ra's al Ghul is training these bears to go fight. Jesus. <laughs> so they all are kind of sitting around uh, in a circle at the main part of the camp. They're passing the pipe around in the circle. Smoking peace pipe. And as they're talking, Glass kind of looks over and realizes that all of their shit is gone. All their supplies that they brought with them, all their guns, all this shit, gone. Well, they have to check it for, you know, contamination. Well, except for the fact that a bunch of them come running out of the woods with fucking tomahawks and shit at these guys. Oh, wow. So Glass and his boys take get up and take off. Uh, they fled into the woods, so it was Glass and four others. Two of them were a little too slow, and they got killed. Mm-hmm. The other two got away. He never saw him again. By slow, that means that someone tripped him. <laughs> Dude, if we're being chased by something, you motherfuckers, I'm tripping your asses and see ya. Fuck you, bastard. <laughs> ah! Deuces, cocksuckers. I'm gone. No, come back, please. So Eat it, a dick. <laughs> I'm too young to die. No, you're not. <laughs> in, in some kind of in some kind of Skyrim twist of fate, oh, Glass found his uh, his shot pouch, which also ha- also had his knife in it. Ah, took the fuck off back to Fort Kiowa ah. again. So his so his agility and speed went up by plus five. Yeah, he did a lot of jumping. Nice. So broke the laws of physics again. <laughs> a few years later, in 1833, he punched a code in. You know, all, 
Here comes a horse. <laughs> a few years later, in 1833, he and two other trappers were scouting around the Yellowstone River, and they were ambushed again by this is so unlucky. the same tribe of Indians, <laughs> except this time they killed him. We got your ass this time, motherfucker. Yeah. Where they finally broke glass? Yeah. Mm. Mazel tov. Maybe they're eating glass. We never know. We know how tough they are. So a monument to Hugh Glass now stands near the site of his mauling on the south shore of present-day Shade Hill Reservoir in Perkins County, South Dakota, uh, uh, which is actually at the fork of the, uh, the, uh, the Grand River. Nearby, the Hugh Glass Lakeside Use Area is a free Forest Service camping ground and picnic area. Aww. Come to find out, he didn't really die. He just went down to Puerto Rico and has a new rap album. <laughs> He's just down there drinking rum and smoking cigars. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers. He's trying to kill my ass. I'm getting out of this country. I'm going back to being a pirate. So, from what I've seen... Actually, he joined the, the, the natives and actually lived there, happily ever after. There was, a, there was a short period of time before he was killed where he actually joined the army as a hunter. Which, I didn't know, you could go into the army to be a fucking hunter. That's well, this cool. time you can. Because, um, you know, you need hunters. But from what, I, from what I know of the movie, I don't know if it's true or not. I think in the movie, he actually tracks these two dudes down and kills both of them. Yeah. Because it's he's a like, full revenge story. Yeah, because he's like, oh, they betrayed me. And, and it was like, he actually wasn't a bad dude. He was just like... Yeah, but that doesn't make a good story of forgiveness. What the fuck is this, Disney? Eat right? dick. Right? No. Exactly. You know, Leo needed that Oscar, and they... Did they give it to the bear? I hope so. God. The CG bear did work, kid. <laughs> they gave it to Idris Elba for a movie he didn't even do. <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. Or Tom Hardy. I love I'm that man. You, that dude could play any any character, and I'd be okay with it. Dude, I want to buy that Stella Etois beer that he's fucking plugging. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're saying half it's the time. Not, it's not good. I don't care. He's talking about it. He's a handsome man, though. He, is. he really He's got is. a great voice. Anyway. Hi. So is that it? That's all I got. Dude, this is a nice <laughs> short little sweet yeah. birthday episode. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday to fucking me, man. Only through one beer? That's good. It's good. Well, I'll say it. What are you, sni- what are you smiling at me like that for, you dork? <laughs> I'll say it now, but then I'll probably say it, you know, tomorrow too. But yeah. happy birthday, motherfucker. Yay, thank you. Fuck off. Old man. I am. I'm going to be 32 tomorrow. Oh. Old fuck. Yeah. But. I actually, okay, so funny story. Uh-oh. So I was talking to my wife about that, about like, oh, Kevin's going to be 32. That's adorable. And I had to pause myself and look at her and be like, remember that age? And she's like, bitch, I'm 31. I'm like, (laughs) I know, but soon it's going to be 32. Remember it. Because once you get older than that, you don't remember shit. And then Seth slept on the couch. She's like, what was it like for you? I'm like, fucking drunk. I don't remember (laughs) that shit. So happy birthday, you fart. But I did buy myself a cool early birthday present. Yeah. Yeah, I went out and I got myself the uh, the Marvel Legends 80th edition fucking Thor. Right? Yeah. And it's old school Thor with the winged helmet and stuff. Yeah. I don't want that punk ass new fucking Chris Hemsworth Thor with the eye patch and a fucking axe. That's you bullshit. Didn't want, did, you didn't want your Marvel Legend <laughs> Thor that looks like you? I want that one. <laughs> Thor it, with the beer gut and the slippers? <laughs> yes, that's. I want that one. But that's fucking you, Thor. like almost to a T. I, I have the body of a god, and it's fucking Thor. It's what I have cool. to laugh at is that it, well, it is higher Kevin Smith because that was his body type in the beginning. True. <laughs> what I think is weird is apparently he's not gonna. He's gonna be in like fucking Guardians of the Galaxy from now on. Who? Thor. Is it Lady Thor? Well, yeah, because he he left with them. Yeah, but no, fucking Lady Thor is taking over as Thor, and he's just gonna be cruising around drinking beer with Chris Pratt in space. That sounds like it'd be a fucking hoot. Also, this is the part of the episode where if you want to leave, you can. <laughs> However, we're gonna stay around and still talk some shit. Yeah, we, we're just gonna bullshit for a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no joke. Somebody, like I said, that guy that I, uh, I mentioned before. 
Oh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so yeah. Seriously, pull up a picture of James Beckworth. B e c k w o u r t h. Nah, dude, I'm good. He. Okay. Seriously, he. If I wanted any lip from you, spell it again. You, James. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck oh, you spell James? B e c k. Beck. W o u r t h. Worth. You're so fucking. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Let me see. Show that shit to me. Or don't. He, he looks, no, no. Uh, he uh, looks uh, like Snoop Dogg with Frederick Douglass hair. Yes! <laughs> yes! Holy fuck! <laughs> For shizzle, my dizzle. <laughs> For shizzle, thy nizzle. Get in it, because it's 1800s. You got to change up the wording a little bit. Wow. Yeah, dude. But yeah, so... Uh, Good Holy episode. That was a good, you guys want to bullshit one. for a little bit, or we just want to call it quits? Uh, dude, I don't care. <laughs> I know there's a uh, UFC pay-per-view I kind of want to get home and try to watch. What time does that start? Like 8? I don't know. Uh, Probably 7 yeah. or 8, yeah. Okay. So, that's uh, it was a quick one, but yeah, dude, I, it was I good. had fun. Yeah, that was... <laughs> well, it was also nice because it does show how Hollywood loves to... Uh, Take liberties with certain yeah, stories. Absolutely. Like that one with the, like the tailless dolphin. There was a Disney movie about a girl that you know connects with a dolphin that doesn't have a like a, a rear tail, and then they had to build a prosthetic. And the family that was connected to that were like, "Yeah, this isn't how the story went." They're like, "Yeah, but we own the story now." The uh, the Netflix series, uh, The Highwayman. That was that was pretty damn good. If. Um, but, yeah, but that he, was kind of like that was just about spot on, especially at the last part where they they um, took out Connie and Bide. Uh, yeah, Connie, Connie and Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Bonnie Connie and, and who? Connie and Clyde. Yes, Connie Clondike and Bide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frank Hammer took them out. With, yeah, along yeah. with the rest of the Texas Rangers. When they took out Connie and Bide, he was a pretty good pitcher. Bonnie and fucking Clyde, kid. I can't Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> okay. Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. God now, damn it! Lay I, off the booze. Wow. What what years did what years did Frank Hammer play for the Rangers? Because <laughs> I know he was a pretty decent relief pitcher. He wasn't a great closer, but no, he needed somebody sport. in the middle innings. He was good. <laughs> when they that took out Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> when they took out Bonnie and Clyde, the, the the like how they showed uh, in the movie when they draw dragged the um, car in, like people were just fucking. Like being yeah, savages and just climbing up into the vehicle well, because they actually they're, showed they're fucking vultures. Well, they actually they actually showed uh, pictures in like some video or whatever I so, think it was of uh, people doing that. And I was like, holy shit! So but, I wrote a report on Frank Hammer and yeah. what he had to do. And how much he, were Clonny and Biden in it? Oh, dude, the whole book. I'll bring in the book. It's pretty funny. The true story of Clonny and Lied. But uh, no, what I was talking about is like. The reason why they did that, they waited till they rounded, came down that dirt road, and turned. It was because they're like, they knew if they said anything, Bonnie was the fucking crazy psychopath, man. She oh, loved yeah. to fucking shoot. She was angry. Clyde just went along with it. Was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm banging this broad. Look, she's crazy. And they didn't want him in a straight up firefight. Well, not only that, because they knew if you get too Bonnie, many people, you know, into it, they'll they'll fucking scoot town. No, not even that. They knew that Bonnie would is a shoot first. Mm-hmm. Clyde would be driving, and Clyde knew how to drive. So a lot of the times they were like, well, we can't take the chance on this because Bonnie will fire as soon as we yell anything. 
Clyde will hit the gas, even though you know back in the other days those things didn't weren't very fast, but still they're pretty quick. Yeah, well, they had a, the a horse and buggy V eight. Yeah, so in it. they knew that as soon as they rounded the corner, Frank Hammer said, "We have to open up on them right away." Wait yeah. a minute, Th- did he drop the hammer? Oh, full <laughs> hammer down, laid that shit right Stop. on the table. Hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> Can't touch this. <laughs> wow. But no, in all seriousness, though, that he he knew that that was the only way to stop them. There was no arresting them, no bringing them to court because as soon as they stopped, they're opening fire because they always had loaded guns. They always had two machine guns and shotguns and pistols always within reach. And he actually had a sawed-off fucking bar, if I remember correctly. The old Browning Automatic yeah, Rifles like, and the barrel sawed-off. Who? Clyde. They always oh, that was were, his go-to. They it had a real short strapped. little barrel yeah. on it. I, I just love the scene in the movie how like, uh, he, what's his name goes into the bar goes into the uh, not bar goes into the um, the gun, gun shop, shop yeah and he goes he's like I'll take he's like looking through the magazine okay I'll take the Browning um I'll take the shotgun yeah I'll take that how he's many thirty like, eights <laughs> you have. He was kind of like, why don't you just take, give me all of it? How about and that? And that is how the scene in the Terminator came about. <laughs> I'll take the Uzi. I'll take the 1911 with the laser sight. Okay, that'd be this. This is... No. I'll take it. <laughs> I just wonder how much of that, I mean, if did they take license with? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of probably it. Probably quite a bit, because, I mean... Well, a- another example of that is uh, The Conjuring. Yeah, great movie, scary as fuck. And then he watched interviews with the family that lived there. They're like, "Yeah, they they took a lot of creative license with this because Emmyville Horror. All of this, none of the shit yeah. happened the way. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, um, can't think of can't think of the name. Of Hell, the movie. even Jaws, Heat, Heat. Yeah, was which was based off of a well, Jaws. Well, they just switched the shark. Yeah, and they switched the location too, from. Um, New England from, well, it's supposed to have been Jersey yeah. to New England. Yeah. It also wasn't a great white. It was a no, bull shark that came up the river. Yeah, it, you know what it was? It was that big old... Never mind. Nope. We'll Coney Island whitefish? Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, nope. <laughs> Finless brown trout? Well, it could have been. You never know. But yeah, the, the, again, this is probably a pretty good example of like how history stacks up against what Hollywood puts out for it, you know? Exactly. Because no one wants to read about a happy fucking true story. (laughs) No! No one wants to read about a happy story of forgiveness and love and all the other shit. They want to see blood, (laughs) death, and gore. Of it. Nobody nobody wants to hear... (laughs) Nobody wants to hear a story of a a badass who's actually kind of a nice dude still. He's like, yeah, you know, it's fine, I get it. Except that one dude here is like, I would kill you if you weren't in the middle of this fort, kind of, you know, but... Yeah. You know. All right, research assistant Ruger says we should probably end yeah, this. he's getting mouthy. Yes. And he said that we've gone over time enough and we've rambled on too much. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said... Yeah. Uh, go to the studio, check them out when you're done checking them out and got your headphones or earbuds and put the Dark Windows 15 into the checkout for the discount code for the discount of 15% off because you know they love you we love you and speaking of discounts how about Seth head on over to gameenvy.net home of the hobby holder like I said at the top of the show and I keep saying time in and time out all the dang time hmm use the promo code broadstone at checkout save yourself 10% off the entire order now if you want any miniatures you want any kind of board games card games or you know just want comic books or any kind of other cool collectibles head on over to Dicehead 
dot com. Except spoons. You don't know that. Shane, Melissa, if you're listening, do you guys have collectible spoons and plates? Wait, Maybe. wait. No, they don't. You don't know that. <laughs> Strange they, things happen. You know what? You might find out they do. This would be the one instance where they do actually have spoons. Right. That'd be kind of cool, though. Anywho, but yeah, you head on over there. They have a wide variety of anything that, you know, if you want it, it's probably there. If not, they can always point you in the right direction where you can find it. They're amazing people. They're friends. They're family. They're amazing people of the show. So go give them some love. If not, point somebody else to them that may want some fun stuff. That's all I got for right now. And uh, if you happen to forget any of the discount codes, you can hit us up at darkwindowspod at gmail.com to find out you know if you want to know that information or you could ask us directly you can go look Kevin or I up on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, we're on there I'm Kevin Heyer and he's Kevin Carlton and we're all uh, that's we're under Dark Windows Podcast with only one on there we're also at on Twitter at Dark Windows Pod and on Instagram at Dark Windows Pod I'm also on Twitter uh, Instagram I'm Speedy802. And what are you, Kevin, on Instagram? I am KCarlton87 on Instagram. And I know Seth is on Instagram. Who? You, you, you ginger fuck. Oh, <laughs> you dirty bitch. Yep. I am at Broadstone underscore creations, where you can see me using my hobby holder, painting miniatures, and other random things mm. of nerdy McNerdy Sten. Nice. Ooh. You know, sometimes. That's all you got to do. And uh, you can listen to our all of our episodes if you go to pretty much anywhere. Anywhere um, fine podcasts are sold. Yes. <laughs> or given away for free generally. Or you could go on to a Ageofradio.org forward slash dark windows pod. That will bring you directly to our show page on the Age of Radio Network. And that will actually have links to our Patreon, our Threadless, and our Megaphone account. Where if you go on to Megaphone, you can listen to all our shit from day one. If, mm-hmm. you know that's pretty awesome want, yeah binge yeah. listen to this that's stuff right and if, a binge watch that's weird and if you don't if you like what we're our content and you want to look listen to some more other content check just go to ageofradio.com and check out the other companies that are on there their podcasts and you'll be able to find whatever you like i'm yeah. pretty sure so i got super excited i found this at a used bookstore nice i i am the reason that Otter Valley High School had a copy of this book and they took it out so many times that they just gave it to me and then I lost it. Uh-huh. So I bought it again in a paperback for six motherfucking dollars. I love rebuying books that you remember having as a kid that yeah. you're just like, it's gone now and I want it back. Yeah, I got, I've got. i actually got a couple of those. It's pretty cool. But Very nice. I'm running out of room. i got to build me a new bookshelf. But... With that said, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that you don't have to beat up a bear when it's trying to mount you and take advantage of a situation because you're left half dead. Ooh. You Maybe. think that bear fucked him? No. Okay. Definitely not. In definitely the movie, just, it looked like it did. No, nah, it just mauled him. It wanted to be Big Spoon. Glass wanted to be Big Spoon. It was a nice, whole debate. You know, he had some nice <laughs> soft music going. He lit yeah, some bear candles. He's like, come on, man. Bear, no. Bear candles are just piles of poop that he lit on fire. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean you shouldn't actually kill people that leave you alone in the woods when you're wounded. Whoa, it's called forgiveness, bro. Learn it. Whatever. <laughs> but just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't Skip mean the cheese. dark can't see into you. <laughs> Goodbye. Happy birthday to me. Mm.